0: Someone You Should Know, know. a program about people you know, and even more that you don't. Hosted by Stuart Sachs, veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. Now, here's your host, Stuart Sachs.
1: Welcome welcome to another version of another version, another episode, a version, an episode, whatever it is, of Someone You Should Know. Uh, glad to have you with us again. Uh, as I usually do at the beginning of the show, I hope everyone is well, uh, dealing with all the challenges that we've got going around. But at least for one hour every week, you can stop into the studio and visit with me and a very special guest. And my very special guest, I have known almost my whole life, and almost most of almost all of her own life. I have Jean Bisbee Smith with me. And welcome, Jeannie. Thank you, Stu. It's
0: great to be here. This is really fun.
1: It's so good to see you again. Uh, 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 Jeannie and I have, uh, oh, man, I, I don't even remember what age we were when we first met. We were probably uh, 11, 12 years old or so back in Hammond, Indiana. And we uh, we kind of grew up together and went to high school together. And we've reconnected over the years. And Jeannie has been one of the uh, the major forces behind some of our our reunions that we've had over the years. Uh, and Jeannie went on to to do her own thing for many years, and all of a sudden she just got her hands into clay and became a ceramicist. Is that what it's called? You are you a ceramicist? It, 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 you know do you do, do, is that is that the term that, that you use can, can you hear me okay are you there genie i sure if i if i missed you or not oh you see if i hear anything this way i just uh are, oh you there are you yes, there
0: i uh, sort okay. of lost you there bit
1: sound okay <laughs> I, I, I was talking a little bit about us, <laughs> us growing up and and you you started working in in clay and 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 i was asking you the correct term is a ceramicist oh
0: okay okay i refer to myself as a ceramic sculptor a because ceramic i'm not uh, yeah i make i make kind of three dimensional things for the wall for the floor and for the to hang and uh, those, those are sculptures the yeah, potter and, and, and would be the person that makes the um throws on the wheel and makes things uh maybe dinnerware mugs and that kind of thing
1: vases and cups and bowls and things like that now is is that considered to be three-dimensional art also
0: well yeah i guess it is too um i i really that's a good question. Art, yes, it's art, and uh, it's functional art. Mine is more um, there's just a visual to look at.
1: Yours is yours is decorative, and, and that's uh,
0: the word I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we all it, it slips sometimes, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so when when did you actually start in 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 ceramic art? Start you know, with, with all of this process, because what you're doing today is not what you were doing years ago.
0: Right, right, right. No, I have been an artist, uh, pretty much full-time since 1986. And that's when I joined a co-op gallery and I was doing, um, oil paintings and, uh, it's kind of based on the Southwestern theme of colors, blue, red, you know, kind of Indian, the American Indian style. And uh, I was doing that. I was doing um, silkscreen prints, too, and um, polaroid transfers. Uh, I was doing a variety of things. And and about in 1990, then this one friend of mine said, "Hey, did you ever work in clay?" And I said, "Yeah, in college, you know, and all we ever had was brown or blue." <laughs> and uh, she goes, "Well, I've got a studio in my basement. Why don't you come over and we'll..." just play around with the clay and uh so I went over to her place and we started creating things and we were thinking about food at that time and so uh, she was working in um uh oh let's see I was doing the more dessert kind of things and a plate like a plate of spaghetti or a plate of this or that and she was doing maybe um Tur- she did a turkey, <laughs> like a Thanksgiving turkey. Anyway, we worked for a while and uh, then we decided uh, there was another friend of ours who was interested. So she joined us. And so we had um, Carol Lee and Irene and, and myself, and we meet every, about every week in her studio in her basement. And then we got into Julia Child and, <laughs> and we would bring food to eat at, uh, when we were in between when we were working. And then we'd go, Woo! you know how Julie always did. And uh, we'd make our food and we'd have a lot of fun with that. So we started creating a whole body of work that was food related. And uh, I was doing um, cakes and uh, of these plates of food. And uh, Carol Lee was doing um more like um Sundays. she did some pies and irene was doing more like a vegetable things and uh and then and, and as we were working along we decided well we have a show here we have a show to that we need to get a place to show this stuff so we call contacted uh one of the artists uh, one of the gallery owners in denver and said uh you know, we've got some, we would like to show you what we've been doing. We've been working on this food stuff. And so we took my living room and got everything cleared up and made it like a gallery. And we invited her over and, uh, she came and she was on away. <laughs> she was really excited about it. So she gave us a show and, uh, that kind of was the beginning of, you know, of more things, but it was a lot of fun and, uh, and from food, I went then after I finally made the wedding cake, I said, I'm done with food. I think it's time to go to flowers. And so um, I was influenced by um, George Alexander. And I saw some of his work in a gallery in Santa Fe. And he made these wonderful totem things that were all with flowers and everything on them. And I went, man, I'm going to make that stuff. So I started with flowers and I did bouquets, I did uh, individual flowers. Um, uh, like, then I got the magazines where you um, you can order flowers from, and I would kind of use those images to make my productions of them. And then I had a bunch of years of flower shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I guess at some point I decided I needed to do something more serious. <laughs>
1: One, one thing I want to establish with the audience that's that's watching and listening to is that you're you're based in Denver, Colorado. You've been out there uh, for for many, many, many years. Uh, and what you just what you just told us about raises kind of a, a a question in my head and that is, you know we we see through different eyes when you when you see things, uh, you know you mentioned you mentioned making pies and cakes and right away I'm thinking, Gee, you know, there's there would be a great market for that, like in the real estate market for staging uh, homes, you know, where people want to come in and show their home for resale. Uh, sometimes they say make a plate of cookies or something to give an aroma to it. But I can just see having having ceramic pies and cakes and things like that in the kitchen to add that extra ambiance, uh, you know, to, to, to the setting. Also, when you go into a bakery sometimes... They can't always have fresh product on display, uh, so if if you can recreate something in in ceramic, it lasts forever. I think I'm. I think my mother used to have a bowl of clay fruit on the <laughs> dining room table. You know, with clay bananas and oranges and and uh, pears uh-huh. and stuff like that, and they were all ceramic. Now now you, you usually find them in plastic, but when you. <laughs> When when you see something, where, wherever you go, be it a piece of sports equipment or, or some food or, or something, do you see it through ceramic eyes? Do you say, gee, that would be kind of fun to, to create that in, in, in clay?
0: I, yeah, I do. I see a lot of things. There are a lot of things that I look at. I think, gee, I wonder if I could make that out of clay. Yeah. And just anywhere I go, you know, it's, i think a lot of art people think in terms of that you think in terms of colors shapes subject matter and how could i make that in my in my way uh, you know a little yeah. different
1: i mean cuz uh, when, when when you create it i mean it's it's lasting so if it's a if it's a perishable item uh, you know like apples and fruits and vegetables and things like that once you do it in clay it's it's there it's I there.
0: did I did have a baker a baker did buy some of my cakes and put them in his store. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty was fun.
1: I would like one of those. Well, you yeah. can't have that one because I I didn't, did, I didn't, I didn't sell
0: any to any other kind of baker people, but um it would be it could be a possibility if I want to oh revisit. My.
1: Well, I remember several years ago, and and that was when one when one of those times that we reconnected, you were doing some shoes, uh, <laughs> and uh, and and I I grew up in the shoe business and all, and I wrote to you and I said, "Geez, I would love to get a sandal or something," because I was collecting little miniatures, and and uh-huh. you did you did a sandal for me out of clay, which I still have, and it's you know, good.
0: Yes, that was a great show. It was three of us. We did. Uh, it was called accessory accessorized me, and uh, I did uh, shoes, hats, and purses. And purses, all in clay. And uh, another woman did jewelry and and crowns, and uh, the third woman did um, like paintings of shoes. And we made made the show sort of like a boutique, and uh, and had a lot of fun with that. And I sold a lot of that stuff too. So-
1: <laughs> So when you get together and you collaborate on something like that, you know, you said there were three of you, you you all take like an area and you create it out. Were they also in clay, working in clay?
0: No, huh? they No, different? we each had our own medium. Ah, uh, I okay. was clay. So all of my things were clay things. Uh, gee, I wish I would have thought about putting, bringing some of those here. So um, they're all kind of stored away. The ones that I have left over, but um, it, they were all, real things like i used my shoes as as visual and i used my hats as visual and i a, fr- a friend of mine had a big purse collection so i went over to her place and took a bunch of pictures and then used those you know to to do the purses and um another friend shoes um with the crowns she just made them she had us a whole bunch of jewelry and odds and ends and so she just decorated a basic hat shape with all these um these all these jewels <laughs> and that was a lot of fun and the third woman was a she did paintings so she had stuff on the wall you know like uh like you would have a shoe advertisement or something she did that uh on the wall
1: so you know- I've always felt like that everyone has some degree of artist in them. It may be stick figures and it could be, you know, a Van Gogh type talent. But how does somebody that might say, you know, I, I think I could do that, you know, what, what's the best thing to do to sign up for an art class or something to just explore your inner artist?
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. You know, and sometimes I do workshops. I don't do as you can, I don't know, you can't see the whole studio down here, but it's jam packed. And I can have about maybe two, maybe three people in the room with me. Otherwise, there's no more room to work. So um, I have in, in the past, I have cleared off the table back there. And I uh, had three, like three kids, three, uh, and we did containers. And I did do some uh, summer camps at the JCC, the Jewish Community Center here for um, 10 years. I, I did a couple clay camps every summer. We did uh, garden gnomes was a favorite subject. We did those. And, um, and, when, and sometimes we did food and that was a lot of fun because the kids had a blast with that. They made tacos and sundays and you know that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I did a uh, an artist in residence at a, at an elementary school for about ten years. And that was the uh, January, February, March, April the first the first quarter of the year. And we usually did some kind of a container uh, each time. when I'd have two groups, and we would work. Um, let's see how many days a week did we, I think we worked twice a week, two times. No, maybe it was every day. (laughs) It's been a couple of years since I did that. So I think it was, uh, but that was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to work with kids and, and they have ideas and to make it out of clay, it's, there's something about the texture, you know, the clay texture that you like to work with. You like to get your hands in it and uh, move it around and, and that's what I like about it too. Now,
1: what, what tell you know? Tell me, and also tell tell the audience. Well, what is the process? Right behind you on the table, you've got a big block of clay right there.
0: I do. Let me go over there.
1: Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm you know I'm I'm curious because you start you start with just a okay. big block.
0: This is what I start with. This is 25 pounds. And I take it and cut it in half, so that it's like this.
1: It's like a big brick.
0: And it's like a big brick. Yeah. And then I take this tool over here that's a meat tenderizer, but it's also a hammer. And I pound it down. Okay, pretend I pounded it way down. And then the next step, this is a slab roller. This this table is a slab roller. I put it in between the two pieces of material. I've got everything on top of it, so I can't do that right now. But then I stick it here, and this is the thing that roll, will roll it out and make it thinner. So oh, it rolls okay. and rolls, and then I keep turning it so that until it gets thinner and thinner, and then that's the thickness that I work with, and then I build things out of that. So that's yeah, the slab roller is my best friend.
1: So, the, the, so, I don't so know, that should I come around again, like a a pasta maker. Well, should I show you something
0: team. that I've been making?
1: So I, I started to say that it's kind of the process you. of when you take dough to make a uh, pasta, uh, you keep uh, rolling it thinner and thinner until it's a consistency and the, and the shape there that you I want in order to make it. Yeah. Well,
0: no, so, I can't so, hear you.
1: so, so once, once you roll it on the slab roller, you get it to the thickness Uh-oh. that you want. Is that when you, you start to form it into the shapes that you, that you want? Can I hear you? I think think maybe, well, maybe, Mark, if you've got, are you there, Gene? Just fading out a little bit on on the sound. Uh, uh, I was going to say, Mark, you had had uh, Gene's website uh, showing some of the items that she has uh, been working on. and 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 this is what we were talking about there's a flower uh uh-huh
0: okay and it's and it's made of all made of all these petals and uh i cut i get the when i have the clay all set up then i use i use this template right here here maybe i should go back over here so pretend that the clay is here and i put my template on it and Then I'm going to take my knife here and I'm going to make them all, uh, make a whole strip of this. And then I'm going to take this, this thing right here and cut off these little petals.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. And then, then I kind of put them all together. I like to, I like to use this roller here to make the clay a little bit thinner because of pet, the leaves, the petals of the leaf of the flower are, you know, thinner than, than the end, the end, the thin, thin, and then thicker. So put it all together. And it, actually I use, maybe I'll run over here. Where did I put those?
1: It's a fascinating <laughs> process, especially when, you know, you, you think of the layering that's involved to take the pieces and give them that three-dimensional look. Okay. Now now this is one that has been has been fired already.
0: This one has not been fired yet. Okay. It's it's still finishing drying, and it it was started out in this little bowl here. Okay. To get the to get that shape. This is a bowl I made using a shape to um, go over it so that I can use it over and over and over. Here's one that's already been fired. It turns white after it's been fired. And now at this point, I can think about what color I wanna make it and um, start glazing it. And then it'll go back in the kiln. So actually I use, a lot of times I use a template out of a piece of paper. Oh, interesting. To make my designs. But not so much with flowers, that just sort of happens. See how many will fit in the bowl. And then
1: what do I want to do in the middle? <laughs> All right. And now, now the, the next step, uh, and, and I'm going to ask Mark to put that photo up again from the gallery because uh, what's interesting is that you, you, you don't make these necessarily individual pieces just to sit on, on a surface by themselves, that you make them so they can either hang on the wall in uh, you know, yep. like a uh, uh, what am I uh, thinking of? For well, like instance,
0: a like a wall. Oh, I just call them a wall uh, installation.
1: Yeah, or a mobile type type thing where where it yeah it, it it can hang hang you know by itself. Uh, you do a uh, totems, which I yes. think are absolutely fascinating because that way y- y- a lot of the pieces that you're doing now. Am I correct? They have holes in them so that they can either be stacked, uh, you know, for, for, you know, uh, use in the middle of a room or they can be mounted on onto a wall. And I guess, I guess it's fair to say you're only limited by your imagination.
0: Exactly. Exactly. What I'm working in now is pretty much more the abstract uh, shapes, but, um, here's one right here let's see there we go and it has it has a hole and i can look through it and see you okay and this would be a hanging one or um or a totem and it would go like this or like this it depends on how it when i start putting it together i'll just make that decision then
1: now look i'm looking looking at the surface of that gene and it it it's kind of shades of blue uh on the outside surfaces how do you, how do you create that, that finish?
0: Well, this is just a a regular commercial glaze and it happens in the kiln. (laughs) I put, I paint it on with the paintbrush and, uh, and then I put it in the kiln and it cooks there for, well, maybe up to 14 hours. Uh, and then when, and then it, then it takes another about 14 hours for the kiln to cool off before you can look inside. And then you get Christmas. So oh,
1: paint, look what's in there. Yeah. When you paint the surface of that, is it a, is it a solid color?
0: This is. Yes. And then,
1: so, so that, that, that texturing and, and, and shades of color, that is all up to the, to the 14 hour right. process in the kiln.
0: Right. And the, and it's the, it depends on the glaze. Now here's another, here's another kind. This is more just, it's not as much variety, but you can right. see a little bit of different colors there. And that, and I use two different color glazes and, and this one. Show me and now this one's right. one for the wall.
1: Yeah. And, 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 I'm, am I correct the reason that there's four different holes is because depending on where you put, put uh, the nail into uh, it'll, yeah. So it you depends can... on
0: how you want to position it. When I when I get to that point of making a collection of things, then I kind of do that on a table, and set it all up, and then take a picture of it, and then I know what to do. Um, actually, then I make a template, and a template is out of craft paper, uh, and they just put it down on the table, and you put your design there. Put all the pieces down where you want them and draw around them, okay? So then you have the whole thing on a piece of paper and you take each piece off one at a time and then you put it back on the paper and turn it over so you can rub where these holes are. And then you decide, how do I want it to hang? And you put a nail hole. Right. I want it to hang here or here, it would be there.
1: So we so so th- have
0: a whole template thing that you put on the wall. Uh And then you punch all the holes, put all the nails in, take the template off, and then start putting up the pieces.
1: So depending on depending on which hole you use, it's either going. It can be uh, uh, horizontal. It can have a vertical look to it. uh, Yeah. And you you space space them to. uh, I want you to show (laughs) show a little bit closer to the camera to the side, the edge edges of that because that's that is fascinating to me.
0: Okay, this is um done, of course, when the clay is soft, and uh, I use um I use a stamp. Let me just run over and get that stamp.
1: <laughs> no, because you know what what again is fascinating to me is that be is that this is you know what about four inches wide And so you have this th- that's where that three dimension is. Uh, right. and so if you're approaching it from the side, you get another another idea of what it looks like.
0: Okay, here's the tool I used. It's like a fake um, underwater thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And you just, just do this. A,
1: a crustacean or, of some sort. Uh-huh. Like yeah. coral.
0: Like coral. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the word. That's the word. So anyway, I can show you from my little book that has some of these in, if you would like me to. Be too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 while you're going through that, I want how did you get from? You said you were doing uh, pies and cakes, uh, and then you then you started doing some flowers, and all. Where does the thought process come that all of a sudden, this abstract idea?
0: It came uh, in the fact that I spent so many hours with my glazing brush painting all those things. I went. I've got to swim out of this. I've got to swim out of this and do something that has bigger strokes. And so that's, what, that's how this came about. And I thought, what can I do? And I thought, well, I can just use general shapes. And then to make it a contrast between the edge, like we were looking at with the texture and the front part with the smooth glaze. And uh, then from there, it was like, well, what can I do? Then I got to put them together put them together in a neat in an interesting way. It's hard to there. Right. There's two of them. And each of now, those is are that, individual is,
1: is that is that something that you show or sell as a grouping? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. also if an individual says, "I just have a little a little maybe an area in in my guest bath that I would love to take about five or six pieces." And put them together, then then they can order them individually.
0: Uh, yes, yes, they can, and that's how. When I have an art show, uh, these I put these up. These are on the wall. Oh, that's. And amazing. I have maybe a dozen of them, twelve or so, at any given show, because they they can take, you know, uh, five feet wide. They can be five feet wide or th- less.
1: This might and, be a good uh, time to, to let to let the listeners and, and, and viewers uh know the, that you can go to gene b is It's a real toughie, genebsmith.com. And you can you can view a lot of the things that Gene is doing and, and you can even that's that's the website. So there'll be information of if you need to call her. Uh you do commissions also?
0: I do, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and do, uh, if you see something you like, but you want it in a different color, I can do that. Or if you have a vision, I we, we talk about it and uh, I can come up with it. So uh, but I would check in with the person that wants to, you know, is this what you have in mind? Make a few sketches and see. Let-
1: I mean, that's kind of the fun of having a custom piece is to be able to do it in the colors that you want. And, you know, I like the shape of that, but I want it larger uh, and and to put things together because then you end up with something that is unique to yourself. It, is, it can never be duplicated exactly. Right. Because I'm sure that every time you create the same shape, once you put it in the kiln, the kiln is going to take uh-huh. over and, and turn it out to be the, the shade or whatever that it wants uh-huh uh, it, it, well, it's well a- and you, you, you
0: just never know it's not it's not mass produced that would be if you want to do that you would do um uh what would you do you do a template that you could use over and over and over to be the, just the same like and, the clay and, apples
1: yeah. and the clay oranges and the clay bananas and, and yeah, all that.
0: you would probably pour it. it the clay would be in more of a liquid state and you would pour it and uh and then and then it would dry and then you'd paint it. And they would all look the same. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that uh that technique. I guess I just like to have it a little different each time. And that's okay with me.
1: <laughs> well, I would I would think that your guess you know oh, your collector okay. another. You know, I would think that your collectors would want it that way too. <laughs> Basically, we like things to be a little bit different from time to time. Very cool. It's just a little fuzzy. I think something with, it, with the camera is not quite picking it up.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Then this yeah. has a different design on it. See how that goes. And then this is, again, the options. Right. For... uh to how to put it up.
1: I think that a, may be the thing that's most fascinating. New, this is
0: a brand new. This is a brand new shape I came up with. It's like a, it's like a donut sort of.
1: Yeah. And so you have that, that same texturing both on the inside uh, and on the outside.
0: Yes. Uh, the how heavy is that? How heavy is it? Oh, maybe three pounds, two pounds.
1: Okay. Because it's hollow on the inside.
0: That's right. It yeah. is.
1: Yeah. Because I'm I'm just trying to imagine if that is done in, in a stacked form or or so. You know, how heavy is this going to be? But but exact. you know, gosh, you can you can put up quite a few of those in a in a space <laughs> that a, that normally a large oil painting would take up.
0: Okay. Oh, here's okay. A, here's what I use if I'm going to make a totem. It's a metal disc, and it's got pads on the bottom and a rod. Okay. Let me see if I can do that here, let me see if I can stack a few things here. All right.
1: All right. And then d-
0: That one's
1: not big enough. So this is is something that you can predetermine what the stack is going to be, but the individual that buys it may say, you know, six months, a year. Now I think I'll take it apart and restack it a different way.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's true. Um, I just kind of put these together, but it would take some time to. Right. I make a really good one you know and i've got them all i'll have them all organized by shape and color and then i just kind of bring them and test them like this might take something thin might be nice here right and right. then at the very top i've got the one that just has one hole and so that would maybe be the top but i would need another one in here
1: and then you can just determine the 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 height of the. Uh... Of the totem by the uh, by the length of the the bar,
0: right? Yeah, and I've got these. I've got a lot of these things. I call them spacers. Yep. And it's like sort of like jewelry. Yeah. Sort of like putting a necklace together or bracelet together. It's the same idea, only with ceramic pieces.
1: And again, I'll I'll, I'll remi- remind those that that, that are watching uh, the Gene B. Smith. Dot com. You can see some of the work that she's doing. And if you have questions, uh, the, the email uh, or her, her phone is right on the screen right now. And it's probably also on the, uh, on the, uh, the website. Uh, probably at this point, while, while uh, Jean is, is moving around some of the pieces, showing you what she can create. Uh, uh, earlier this week, there was a big, big shout out from our, our old high school family, uh, the classes of about 1962 to 65, 67. A lot of them are watching this morning, so I hope you are, are enjoying being with us and, and, and sharing the vision that Jean has uh, and she's had for a long time. Did you, did you go to art school uh, specific, like right in, uh, 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 from high school, go to college to study art? Uh, or did you have a, have a career before you became this budding artist?
0: Well, I I did do, I was an art major in college. Uh, I went to Milton college in Wisconsin, a little liberal arts school. And you have to take all the liberal arts things. And, uh, I just decided that art was what I really liked to do the best. I wasn't really good at uh memorizing all these numbers. <laughs> so, uh or words, big words that I couldn't pronounce, but I could do, I could make I could make things happen with my hands. And uh that's I guess what drove me there. And of course Miss Shu Kegel, our art teacher at Hammond High, was like the most outrageous, fabulous person I'd ever met. And uh, you know, she had like three or four different colors of hair. <laughs> She, she
1: was ahead of, her, ahead of her time. You know, I think we all remember when we were growing up, when Cindy Lauper first came on the scene with, there you with, go. The, with her hair. Uh, uh, was it, was it Olga? Olga Shupkegel. Olga
0: Shupkegel, you know, yeah. A, a
1: art teacher in high school and everything. She was like strange, but it was because she was an artist. <laughs>
0: She you wasn't know. like my mother.
1: <laughs> no, no and, and and if you if you had 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 this pension for art everybody wanted to be Mrs. schupkegel yeah. <laughs> because she was an artist inward and outward.
0: <laughs> she was. She was. She lived it and uh she wore great big huge jewelry and uh and she had real big painted lipsticks Yeah, (laughs) she was just wonderful and she knew a lot of stuff and she would take us to the art institute on a tour and behind the scenes and stuff like that yeah so So when i got to college then i decided i wanted to be an art major and um what were my, and uh, had the school was small enough that there were not a lot of teachers so I just mainly had one we had uh, Fred Escher was my teacher and he was a he had recently graduated from the University of Wisconsin from Madison so he was only like you know five years older than the rest of us and then, so it was kind of fun and he was into neon. and, uh, and so he was kind of in exploring that. Uh, And so he taught uh, ceramics and he taught uh, sculpture and he taught uh, 2D and uh, 2D painting. And she she pretty much taught everything. And then we had another another woman that came down for drawing and uh, she taught the drawing class and she was uh, just taught that. Um, I don't know who else. Oh, we had the art history teacher. The art history teacher, that's right. And yep. we would sit there and watch, look at the slides. And yeah, <laughs> that,
1: that hanging piece is magnificent. Now, that
0: hanging piece is not mine, that that you're seeing right there. That's a friend of mine. We worked together on it. She had the vision, and she needed to make it out of clay. And so she came over to the studio, and we worked on it, and made a whole bunch of pieces. And then she put them on a like a filament, a filament a string thing and made uh, – Made, put that together Annette Coleman and my stuff was on the back wall Around you know
1: when I look at, when I look at what you're creating I can see this as being something that might be of interest to like bank lobbies and 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 uh building lobbies you know uh 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 airport uh you know uh areas uh and all because it's modern it's colorful uh oh look at that that Really
0: yeah, those are the hanging pieces. That was a great show. And yeah. I had worked with another woman and she did um, flat work. She did paintings. She did uh, actually like monotypes on the wall. And um, and so I sort of, we kind of got together and, and I did some three-dimensional pieces that were the same shapes that she was using uh, in her work. And it really made a nice show.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that that's the that, again. I keep going back and saying it, but the, the thing that fascinates me, and I have always been an art lover, uh, and and enjoy looking at at artwork. But the majority of the artwork that we see is is flat, one dimensional, maybe two dimensional, and hanging on on a, on a wall. Uh, if you're fortunate to go to sculptor gardens uh, and where you where you see uh, sculptors. Uh, a sculpt work d- d- in in metal uh, and a variety or, or topiary, if you will, uh, that gives that three dimensional, you get a whole different feeling and appreciation for that kind of art. And yours kind of bridges both of those because it is on the wall. It is freestanding. It is hangable. It's stackable. And, and you can, you can change it out and make it, make it different. that, I
0: do have a a couple installations in a bank that I got just before the pandemic came in. Uh, We installed them like three days before everything got shut down. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that came through, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, I worked with the NR consultant and, and and, um, we went up and and put installed them together at the bank and the bank was just opening and uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. You can, you can see it in a, in a business format, you know, so. Now,
1: is your um, husband Bob involved in art at all or just art
0: um, He was a landscape architect for about 40 years. And so he did a lot of drawing in the early days, you know, you didn't have all that computer. And so you did everything by pen. He did ripidi- the ripidiograph pens and all those different color, um, uh, like, different color inks that, you know, he, so he would do like an aerial view of the layout, um, a parks. He did uh, bike trails. He was doing bike trails and small parks to begin with. And then he kind of moved into monuments. He did uh, some memorials. He did, um, the Columbine Memorial in Denver, which was to honor the people that got shot in the Columbine yes. school about 20 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, what else did he do? He did a work with the um, Park Service through some of these things, too. He did some memorial, World War II memorial in um, Atlantic City, and he did another World War II memorial in, uh, Trent, in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, and then he also worked, worked with the Park Service um, out in the... Uh, they in, People to uh, reconfigure the the way the traffic flowed and buildings changed out buildings and so he was he did a lot of interesting things so yes he's very creative. <laughs> it, it it
1: it it's it's it continues to be fascinating to me to, to to kind of see how you have evolved over the years. I don't
0: uh, know. Do we okay. have next? You
1: know, <laughs> Is there anything in the back of your head that is it is saying, okay, uh, one of these days I'm going to. What else can I show you? Is 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 there anything anything that's kind of different or or that you're looking at to create in the future
0: after this? whatever we now, you think
1: the. You know the, the 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 artwork they're creating right now is there is there anything else that that, that you're thinking that maybe you want to try uh, a new art form or or something different with with clay or is it you just wait for the wait for it to just grab you We're having, we, we seem to be having just a little bit of, of audio difficulty can, can you hear me Jeannie I think
0: yeah I I don't know it I you do I do things for about 10 or 15 years at a time and then I just decide I need to do something different I feel like I've addressed all the things I can do
1: d- d- I mean I hate to use the word burnout the but thing. you just you just you just kind of get to a point where you feel like I maybe have gone as far as I can with this idea this concept
0: Yeah I think that's what moves me to the next thing and uh, that's what moved me to this because it was so different when, than the other things I was doing and I needed a, a change of pace. Now a lot of people don't change very much. They have their their look and they keep doing it almost their whole life. Um, but I guess for me, it feels like it, it's not as much fun after 10 or 15 years of kind of doing the same thing. It's like, you know, I think I'm going to try
1: you you kind of get the idea that maybe a, a a ceramic sculptor like yourself uh has the ability to to make those kinds of changes rather than someone who maybe just deals with with oils on canvas
0: well they can change their their way of doing it from being maybe um more realistic to more abstract. A lot of people do move from reality to abstract things. I think it's because the same idea, they get tired of doing the same thing. And they think, you know, I need bigger motions. Uh, I need bigger statements. And a lot of what came out with this stuff was I got a, I had a studio that was not in my basement for uh, seven years in a, in a building that was waiting for the, uh, you know for the people to kind of come to that part of town it was like the north part of downtown it was the rhino district and uh so we got a really good deal for um a studio and then we had eventually a bunch of us made a gallery too but um by being in a big space that wasn't all filled in like this and the ceilings were tall and and we had these big carts that you could move you know roll it to the next room and i started working bigger and um and, and that really made a big difference. I guess that was part of my leap into this abstract thing was, and that's what brought the totems and that's what brought the hanging pieces uh, that I could you do a lot of little pieces and make something that was bigger than me. And that was, that was fun to, to do that.
1: So well, that, 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 to that me is what, what makes it also very interesting is that you can have a very large piece as a centerpiece, and then used other different shapes and and sizes around it to create an overall look. I mean, I guess that's yeah. kind of the thought process. If if you got a bank that said, "Yeah, right behind the tellers, the tellers desk, we want we've got this large, you know, horizontal wall, and we really want to fill the wall with something that's that's bright and colorful."
0: I'll show you the one that I put in the bank. It uh, they wanted it on the side because the um, design was, uh, that was wider than tall. Okay, so this particular piece, it was okay. what eventually went into the bank, but it went a little different than that. We spread it out more and we took off the little polka dots and made another uh, another installation on a small wall.
1: Now like did that. the bank say, Gene? here's the wall and we want you to just create it. And here's maybe the color palette. Or is well, it a collaborative effort?
0: Actually, I had an art show and when an art consultant came and she had already con- been in, she's involved with a lot of different things. Okay. And she uh, was looking for something for the bank and she wanted something with color and she liked my work. And she and so we started talking. And, um, and, and then she presented it to the president of the bank. Here's some ideas. I went and, brought some things and showed them pictures and they then they chose this one and then they also chose a hanging piece. Uh one of those and they like that one. So we just went over there and put them up and it was great. It was exciting.
1: <laughs> and it's a great, a, great, a great testament to you and your artwork too because now every time someone walks in there, they see that piece of artwork and all and 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 they you know are able to learn a little bit more about you and go to your showings and all. Yeah, (laughs) You know, it's, it, 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 it's been absolute uh, fun to be, to be with you and to have you on the show again today. Uh, Again, jeanbsmith.com. Go to the website. Look at it. Uh, give Jeannie a call. She's got her email address, too. If you want to drop her an email, and all you all you Wildcats from Hammond High School that are watching the show and everything, drop a note to Jeannie and tell her you appreciated see it, seeing her. <laughs> and we've had a great time Thank today. Thank you, P. Sue. I- it's
0: been great. And hopefully... Yeah, same here, and yeah, I hope, I we'll, hope see we'll see those Wildcats talking Last look, together reunion for another next uh, May.
1: <laughs> yeah, getting together for another another reunion. But you be well, the very best to Bob, and uh, and keep up with the great career. I'll keep following it, and uh, and I wish you the very very best. And thanks for being my guest here on Someone You Should Know. <laughs> So that'll do it for another show. And I I hope everybody uh, uh, feels well. Stay safe. uh, Stay well. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Stuart.
1: Oh, you're you're (laughs) welcome. And remember, be yourself because everyone else is taken. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.